Hello, everyone. Um, for the third and last day of 154 Forum, uh, we start with a, a moderated conversation or discussion between two artists, uh, Zineb Benjeloun from Morocco and Elizabeth F. Wu Sutherland from Ghana. Uh, they work in different practices. Zineb is um, an artist who works in drawing primarily uh, and illustration, though she also has a background in film and documentary film in particular, um, and has been working on a graphic novel, which she just finished, or at least a version of, as she says modestly. Um, Elizabeth uh, is, um, uh, works in theater and choreography, though she has been uh, also entering the field of visual art and new media in particular. She's presented a performance called Black Noise here the last three days uh, in different spaces and public spaces in Marrakesh as part of the fair. And I'm glad that she accepted to extend her stay a little bit to <laughs> have this conversation with us. Um, and she also has created um, a space in Accra called uh, the Accra Theatre Workshop, which is a space for independent and experimental work in theatre and choreography to take place in Accra. The, the reason I wanted to have this conversation happen in the context of the Always Decolonize uh, program of Forum is um, that though their practices are very different, I thought there may be something to explore in, uh, you know, the fact of having two young female artists who have been part of the diaspora in the sense of having studied abroad come back to their countries early on and establish a practice, uh, build communities, um, and so on. Uh, the convert. I'm only here. Um, uh, you you won't. You won't. Uh, I'm not part of this. Is what I want to say. This will be moderated by Drisk Sikes, uh, who is uh, a friend and an essential presence in the art and culture. Uh, sphere in Morocco in particular. He's based in Rabat, where he runs a research center, uh, edits a magazine, writes novels, writes plays, uh, organizes events, and is a, a general maker, connector of, of communities of art and research and knowledge. Uh, and I will leave it to him to introduce the conversation further and lead it. I am mainly here because uh, Zineb uh, will be more comfortable speaking in French and uh, therefore I will translate what she has to say into English for those who need it. Thanks so much, uh, Omar, for the invitation. Um, there is um, a friend of mine in the, in the room who doesn't understand English, so... Um, Maybe from time to time I'll be just summarizing in French for him. Or would somebody um, volunteer to do it uh, <laughs> um, uh, Juan, in his ear? Can you just go sit by uh, my friend Mohammed and just um, tell him in his ear what we're, what we're mumbling in English? That would be great. This is what we call community and solidarity. <laughs> Thank you, Juan. Uh, yeah, a, a Spanish friend translated in English for a Moroccan 
Moroccan friend who is an artist. Yes, um, well, um, I'm, I'm really very happy to, to be here uh, today. Um, actually, not only because of all the respect and uh, friendship I've got with uh, for Omar and for the work he's doing uh, on art and on trying to understand where we are and where we where we're standing from the world, but I I'm I'm also very much pleased because um, the two artists I am asked to present today uh, speak to me uh, very very personally about things that I consider very important. I'll start with uh, Elizabeth. Um, the, the, the fact that a, a young uh, woman working in uh, theater, drama, choreography uh, goes back to her place and is creating a space where she is ritualizing relationship with the body expression within the city at the heart of her city in Accra is something that to me is a political stance from her aesthetic knowledge and her aesthetic background. So this is exactly what in many places in Africa where you have a lot of people trying to do. I mean, I can think about something I was involved in, Dabatéatre Citoyen in Rabat. I can think about Dream City in Tunisia. Um, and uh, we can think of what uh, Shimorenga is doing in South Africa. And I think that this is something very, very important, that we create venues where communities meet through art and through imagination in order to reconsider what they are and what, 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 what are the main questions that are raised around them. Raised around them. So this is why I was very pleased to... To, to, to be here and uh, talk talk with you. Um, Zineb Benjelloun is somebody I, as, as we just said, I, I saw her once, but I, I, I just came to know her uh, through her work. And I, I think that she's touching something that my, fr my late friend, uh, Fatima Mernisi, considers as fundamental, which is the idea of decolonizing the self and decolonizing the personal legacy and decolonizing the relationship we have with the city in order to have something to say, in order to open up a space to say something to the world. And that's exactly, in my understanding, what she's doing through her graphic work uh, with, with the city, uh, with her uh, new her work in progress for her novel or graphic novel that she will be presenting. So, in a certain sense, we have two uh, voices uh, trying to say something about the self and the community and the city at the same time. And this, the fact that they're going back and forth between the both is something that is uh, tremendously important in this question of the decolonizing of the self and the image of the self. Um, I will leave it there and um, leave the floor for the two ladies first to present their work and then we'll, go, we'll come back with some questions and I'll try to 
make them respond to some questions, and then I'll open a Q&A. Right. Elizabeth? Uh, hello. My name is Elizabeth Ifwa Sutherland, and I'm from Ghana. Um, I have an image. I don't know if we can pull that up. Um, but I'm, I'm going to primarily talk about my background, because my work pulls entirely from my background. Um, a lot of people in Ghana, you know, I'm living in the airport, and they say, oh, are you related to Ifwa Sutherland, who's uh, my grandmother? She's a playwright. And um, she worked a lot on theater with children um, as a political activist. My grandfather was also a political activist. My parents are both architects. So I grew up in this environment where um, art and culture was highly respected. And um, there were very deep sort of explorations of uh, folklore, what does it mean to be Ghanaian, what does it mean to be um, human in this day and age? Um, what, and then on, on the other hand, my parents are very conservative Christian, so we talked a lot about spirituality. Um, who are we as beings beyond the physical realm? So I became very interested in um, sort of ephemera. Um, and from that, I would say um, performance kind of anchored that for me because it's something that's not, you can't touch it. it, it goes away after it's done, it's an experience you have in a moment and then it's, it's, um, it's gone and you just hold it in your memory and for the same reason became very interested sort of in digital cultures because again that's something that flashes as light on a screen and um, it's fragmented in many different ways. It's, uh, you've got electronics, if you look at social media culture, which I, I, I make a lot of commentary about. Um, Instagram, it's something that is instantaneous. You kind of have this constant uh, overload of information, but so many young people are um, so anchored to that in terms of self-worth, in terms of identity, they are, um, constructing all these images around those spaces, and I found that very interesting. So uh, my academic background, I studied in the US. My first degree, I did theater and a little bit of dance. I traveled around the US. I spent a lot of time in New York. Um, I took classes at places like Alvin Ailey, and um, I worked in a children's theater um, making plays with young people, very young people, 10 to 18. And then I did my master's in New York, uh, London, sorry, um, in contemporary performance. So that involved the digital side. But then I came back to Accra and um, after spending time at New York Theatre Workshop and all these really amazing experimental spaces, I wasn't finding that same sort of vibe and community in Accra and uh, decided to start Accra Theatre Workshop. And luckily I'd met another person who had studied theatre in uh, the States and what was missing as a, young, as a young person, there are not a lot of spaces in Accra. You have the National Theater, you have these really big, really old institutions and they are, uh, we like to call them mafias because they don't let anybody in. Um, and so we went around and actually the director of the National Theater at the time sat us down, he said, what you're talking about, you can't do it here, you need to do your own thing, you need to make sure you get 
you go into a different sort of space. And at a time in Accra, there was the Chaliwati Street Art Festival. There was all this sort of burgeoning alternative art scene. And so we went and teamed up with some of those people. And that's how I kind of got thrust into the visual arts space because we were based in a gallery for many years. And um, a lot of the support we've had recently has more been from visual arts. So Gallery 1957, um, the Nubuke Foundation, um, and different other arts organizations. We were getting a lot more. Um, they were embracing what we were doing because we were doing um, work that it's all new work. It's all by young people. Lots of different. We have uh, we host groups as well. So we have a group that um, works on sexual con uh, on consent for young people. What is consent? What um, just awareness, you know, uh, tackling stereotypes about bisexual people, tackling rape culture, tackling um, queer issues, things like that. And it's not something that traditional theater communities are comfortable with in Ghana. We like to stick to um, what is familiar. And for me, that I think is where people call me political, is that um, I think it's just where the young people are in Ghana. I don't think it's overwhelmingly political. I just think it's it's a movement away from what is familiar. And when you have things that are stuck, rubbing alongside things that are becoming unstuck, there's always some friction. Um, so that that idea of fragmentation, of breaking out. This is from a piece called Anans' Wife, Ikea's Daughter. And um, that idea of breaking up digital image um, one image, this is just a kaleidoscope sort of um, effect that through uh, video editing software, but when you have um, the effects of globalization, you've got all these fragmented identities of the West, of different parts of Africa, you're getting culturally colonized by Nigeria, and I mean by North Africa, now you're getting awareness of all these other sort of ways of living and seeing and thinking and feeling and um, I'm very curious about um, how to underline that, how to um, subvert that with especially things like dance. I trained, I did ballet for a long time and it was very hard on my body. So I have a lot of cracks and um, creaks from, from studying ballet. And um, on the other hand, a lot of people say West African dance is very democratic. Once you have a basic sense of rhythm, you can kind of get into it. But what I'm interested in again is the overlap, how do you break that down? And so that's kind of the mind I use for a lot of my work. How do I take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and put it together? What do I get out of that? Um, I think I'm going to stop there. Thank you. Yeah, just a um, brief comment um, to two things that to me are very important. Traditional theater communities actually are uh, much more into a consumption of a standardized image of representation of the society. Um, in visual arts, there are more uh, breaches allowing for alternative, alternative uh, narration, narratives. And I think that in, in the South, the way we're trying to have alternative narratives leads us to conceptual to conceptual arts, even if we are using living arts uh, codes. So this is where I think something is happening. And I think that's, uh, that's why I was very much interested in the fact that 
there is this early consciousness uh, in Elizabeth's work about this. Thank you. Zineb. Bonjour. Du coup, je vais faire euh, aussi un résumé de, enfin, de mon parcours. Et euh, je, je, je trouve que le fait de parler de... Oui, oui, oui. Le fait de parler de sa famille aussi, ça fait partie aussi du background. Donc, je vais rajouter cette partie. Merci de, de, de m'avoir donné cette idée. Donc, pour résumer... So I, will, I, will, I will speak about my trajectory as well. And uh, I will also add something about my family, which wasn't planned, but makes a lot of sense after Elizabeth spoke. Donc, euh, je vais commencer par le parcours académique. Et euh, en fait, j'ai commencé par euh, des études en art plastique et euh, ensuite j'ai fini en cinéma documentaire. Et, euh, et ensuite, je suis passée par, euh, brièvement par, par la télé. Euh, je ne sais pas quand est-ce que tu veux que je m'arrête. Tu me fais signe, ok. Donc, euh, ça, c'est pour le parcours académique et euh, brièvement professionnel. So I, I started by studying fine arts and uh, then I went into documentary film and uh, I had a, a worked for a time in, in TV. Donc pour, uh, pour revenir au, au background familial, uh, il se trouve que l'un des projets que je vais présenter, qui, uh, qui porte sur ma famille, justement, uh, il se trouve que... Um, que je fais partie de la troisième génération euh, post-coloniale, on peut dire ça comme ça. Et donc, pour résumer, euh, mon grand-père, qui, qui était donc pendant la colonisation, a combattu euh, les Français, pas de façon euh, armée, mais euh, idéologique et... Euh, par la langue aussi, et ce que je trouve intéressant et ce que j'ai essayé d'aborder justement dans, dans mon projet de roman graphique, c'est de partir sur ces trois générations qui se portent comme euh, témoins de l'histoire. Après, ça peut être n'importe quelle famille, euh, au Maroc, mais aussi euh, au Maghreb, en, sur tout le continent et plusieurs euh, pays anciennement colonisés. So regarding my family background, I am part of the third generation in my family, post-independence, third post-colonial generation. My grandfather uh, um, struggled or, or, or fought the French during the colonial period, not uh, militaristically, but through language and, and ideas. And so, and this, my family background is relevant to one of the projects I will speak about, my um, Uh, graphic novel, and this could be it, it could be the story of other families in other uh, post-colonial contexts. Donc, pour revenir un peu chronologiquement sur, enfin, euh, sur mon travail euh, manuel et intellectuel, <laughs> c'est euh, j'ai commencé par faire une série de cartographies de dessins de villes, en fait. Et au départ, c'était des dessins qui, enfin, que je faisais un peu pour euh, moi-même, et que d'un coup euh, Justement après avoir quitté brièvement le travail que j'ai fait à la télé, que j'ai montré. Et euh, il se trouve que ça a eu un écho chez les gens. Et je pense que la raison principale, c'est que justement, en fait, ils voient des choses qu'ils connaissent. 
Et, euh, after my um, after the, the work I did in TV, what I started practicing is drawings of cities, the cartography, drawn cartographies of cities, and these drawings I was making had an echo with people. They were well received, and I think it's because people were recognizing uh, what they were seeing in the drawings. Donc um, peut-être. Uh euh, essayer d'expliquer pourquoi je suis arrivée à, à faire de, de, de l'image, parce que le, le parcours art plastique, cinéma et revenir au dessin et à l'écriture, euh, en fait ça vient d'une prise de conscience, euh, aussi après un passage euh, comme euh, Elisabeth de plusieurs années d'études euh, à la métropole en France, <rire> euh, c'est qu'en en fait, on... qu'on ne se voit pas et que euh, l'image que euh, l'Occident ou que hors Maroc on a de nous, euh, je ne m'y reconnais pas. Donc il y a, enfin voilà, la prise de conscience, c'est qu'on n'a pas d'image de nous et qu'on ne se voit pas. So I'm trying to make sense of my trajectory, that is to say, TV, documentary, filmmaking, uh, fine art, studying uh, visual art, and then going back to drawing and language. And uh, some of it might have to do with the fact of having studied in, in France, in the former colonizing uh, a place, and not recognizing myself in the image of myself that was projected on me by uh, people there. Um. Oui. Et euh, donc, une fois de retour euh, au Maroc, enfin, cette... Enfin, euh, pourquoi, pourquoi essayer de passer par, par la télé euh, pour justement se retrouver euh, au cœur du, du système de production d'images euh, Parce que c'est une réalité, au, au Maroc, on, on ne lit pas beaucoup... On, on ne va pas beaucoup au cinéma, mais on, on, on regarde la télé. So working in TV was in fact a way of placing myself in the center of production of images in a way, because in a place like Morocco, people don't read so much, people don't go to the movies so much, but everybody watches TV. Voilà. Donc en fait, en, en gros, l'idée c'est vraiment de participer à la création d'images euh, locales pour offrir un, un miroir ou au moins une piste de... Un miroir, je vais m'arrêter sur un miroir. So the idea was to participate in the production of local images or of images locally in order to offer a kind of mirror to society. Donc peut-être là je peux commencer à montrer des images. Alors... Comment ça marche Ah, Here. voilà. Donc ça, c'est les premières euh, cartographies. So enfin, là, c'est la, la ville de Casablanca. Euh... Donc, en fait, l'idée, c'est vraiment de me baser sur euh, des photos euh, de la ville. Donc, en fait, je n'invente rien. C'est que des éléments qui existent, euh, qui existent vraiment. Et je pense que c'est ça qui que les enfin que les euh, comment je peux dire que les euh, que les personnes qui voient le fait de, de reconnaître euh, 
de, de se voir, ça, en tout cas, ça fait un effet. Je ne saurais pas décrire exactement lequel, mais ça fait un effet. So nothing in these uh, drawings is um, invented. All of the places and things you see are uh, in the cities. It's all based on, on photographs. Donc en fait, c'est... Enfin, euh, c'est comme un... Le portrait d'une ville à un moment donné, et enfin, euh, je pense que la, 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 la démarche, c'est de se porter témoin d'un temps donné, parce que là, par exemple, il y a plein de choses qui euh, qui, qui n'existent plus, mais euh, mais en tout cas, c'est euh, un portrait et c'est un témoignage d'un temps donné. So these are it's an image of a city at a particular time, and it's witnessing the state of a city at a particular time. Because, for instance, in this image, which is not so old, it's 2014, a number of elements uh, are uh, have disappeared and don't don't exist anymore. Voilà, on revient, pardon. Donc là, c'est une série de, de portraits. A series of portraits. Et en fait, euh, de façon générale, dans, surtout sur la, la série euh, urbaine, c'est que j'essaye de me baser sur euh, vraiment des, des images que l'on que voit euh, euh, au quotidien. Donc c'est. Euh Là, par exemple, c'est euh, une, une petite histoire sur, euh, un, sur Casa. Mais en me basant sur les, les stickers qu'on qu met sur les camions. So this is a little short story of Casab in Casablanca that is based on stickers you find on trucks. Voilà. Et en fait, voilà. Donc j'essaye aussi au fur et à mesure. Ça, c'est des travaux plus récents. Et donc là où c'est là où je commence à, à mêler le texte et le et le dessin. Et en fait, c'est essayer de toujours de, enfin de dessiner et de raconter des scènes que beaucoup d'entre nous vivent au quotidien. Et là, c'est en fait c'est l'arrivée à l'aéroport et, et l'accueil des autorités. Voilà. So in my more recent work, I've started uh, including text with the image. Uh, and in the, the case of this one, it's uh, the arrival at the airport and the interaction with the authorities. Qui sont pas les plus accueillantes. Enfin, je, vous l'aurez compris. <laughs> Donc là, c'est le projet sur lequel je suis en train de travailler depuis quelques années déjà. Et peut-être pour euh, toujours faire le la chronologie, euh, peut-être que j'ai commencé par euh, les vues d'ensemble et qu'il se trouve qu'avec ce projet là je rentre complètement dans, dans une famille qui se trouve être la mienne mais comme je dis qui pourrait être euh, la famille de n'importe quel euh, n'importe qui au Maroc. So this is the the latest project that I've been working on for a few years it's the graphic novel and you know if I started with these panoramic views of cities now I'm kind of Um, focusing in or closing in and entering inside a house which happens to be my own family house but which could be uh, you know, describing the life of, of any family in a similar context. Et uh, pour, uh, pour résumer, la, la, la démarche c'est vraiment de se baser sur les trois dernières générations 
Et après, c'est euh, enfin, vraiment des scènes quotidiennes, mais qui, je pense, tout en étant... qui se portent aussi témoin d'un temps donné. So it's the, the story of these three generations um, and based on scenes from daily life uh, aiming at, you know, bearing witness to a particular time. Et en fait aussi, pourquoi, enfin, pourquoi est-ce que je me suis lancée dans ce projet de, de longue haleine C'est, euh, enfin, j'imagine comme euh, beaucoup de personnes qui se posent des questions et qui euh, essayent de pas de trouver des réponses, mais en tout cas de poser des, des questions, c'est euh, enfin, de, de, justement d'aborder de, des, euh, des sujets qui, par exemple, liés à l'histoire <rire> euh, et euh, à la langue, enfin, en fait, de, du, du quotidien, de pourquoi est-ce qu'on est comme ça aujourd'hui et pourquoi voilà. So it's a, it's it's been an attempt at answering the question of w w where we are now and why we are where we are now um, through questions that uh, pertain to to the quotidian. Et en fait là par exemple c'est un parallèle entre donc les livres de mon grand père enfin une une bibliothèque impressionnante avec des manuscrits des euh, des livres reliés. Euh, et les nouvelles lectures, enfin euh, c'est des petits, <rire> des la euh, mafatih, c'est les, euh, les clés de la délivrance. Enfin, aussi l'une des choses importantes, c'est que j'essaye de d'aborder des questions difficiles, mais avec un ton euh, un peu euh, désinvolte. So I'm, I'm trying to uh, tackle difficult questions, but in a kind of light or humorous way. And so the double page we were seeing earlier is a kind of comparison between Uh, you know, books, uh, very serious, bound, you know, leather-bound books that were in uh, my grandfather's impressive library and so some um, readings uh, uh, from today. Donc, un exemple de question que j'essaie d'aborder uh, dans, ce, dans ce projet, ben, par exemple, lié par, par, par rapport à la langue, et là, enfin, voilà, c'est un... Enfin, c'est comment, euh, par exemple, euh, là, vous m'entendez parler justement en français, alors que toute la bibliothèque est totalement en arabe et que je suis incapable de lire, euh, lire euh, tous ces livres. One of the questions I try to tackle is the question of language. For instance, you're hearing me now speak in French, while the entire library of my grandfather is in Arabic, and I am more or less incapable of reading it. Donc, il y a tout un chapitre sur... Euh, Enfin, sur euh, ma relation à la, à la France et à la francophonie. Et toujours, j'essaye de l'aborder d'une façon euh, critique, mais en même temps drôle. Et là, par exemple, avec la mission, c'est l'école française, qu'on appelle la mission française. Et là, j'ai appelé ça, par exemple, mission accomplie, dans le sens où, voilà, vous m'entendez parler euh, très bien français, un arabe très euh, moyen, un arabe classique euh, inexistant. <rire> et voilà. And so I, I try to explore my relationship to France and to the francophone space. And uh, the French schools in Morocco are called the French mission schools to this day. And one of the double pages is called Mission Accomplished with Success. As you see, you can hear me French very well. My colloquial Arabic is passable and my um, written Arabic is non-existent. 
Voilà, donc je pense que je peux m'arrêter là. Merci beaucoup, Omar. Merci. Merci thanks, 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 Zineb. Thanks, Zineb. I, 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 I will ask just in, in two minutes, I'll ask just a small, a very brief comment, and then uh, very important this question of uh, testimony, uh, that's, uh, testimony through imagination. Uh, I think um, the word you're using is mirror, a mirroring, but I think there is going further than the mirror because actually it's a testimony through imagination and through irony. Because, for example, when I see the, when we when we read your 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 what you're writing or when you when you see the iconography you're using and the way you're distorting distorting the iconography, we realize that there is really a a a way of tes making testimony through imagination, through your imagination, and that's very, very precious. I mean, it's not a document, it's a, it's a recreation, it's a recreation of something that's, that was there, but that has been re reinterpreted. Uh, so I think we're getting in more, more there. Um, very briefly, just I wanted you to have a look at uh, Elizabeth's work, um, a, a piece that she, She'll be presenting very briefly here, and then I come back with one big question to to the, both of them. Yeah, we can. Thank you. So, I, I would like I would like to ask you both um, um, a question because I, uh, in order to to leave some time for Q and A, I'll, I'll sum up my my questions in one. Um, 
question. Actually, your can you tell us more how you feel being a third generation after decolonization, being in a globalized world, having uh, decided to go back to your place to do something and to say something to the world? I mean, what does it mean, really, in, in fact? I mean, uh, you're trapped into a globalized world. You are, at the same time, inheriting a, a, uh, a decolonized situation which is not totally decolonized. And you're trying to say something differently to, 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 to the world and to maybe to your generation. Who are you talking to? Can you tell more, Elizabeth? Um, for me, um, I'm in a place now, just personally very frustrated on a lot of levels because on the one hand, you've got this really exciting burgeoning scene of young people who are thinking different and doing different and pushing really hard. And you're coming up against this, um, like, I, like I was talking about people who are just stuck and they can't really see. Um, and it's because of education, it's because of um, systems of government governing that work very well for certain people and so they don't want it to change. Um, but what I have started to kind of uh, embrace is that everybody has their own truth, everybody has their own set of um, ways that they live by and when you start to accept where people are coming from then you have the potential to um, sort of address that truth, especially when it's more problematic um, in terms of the way they view other people and the rights that those people have, the rights that they would like to suppress for those people. And just um, for me, I, I think I, I would just like to work towards everybody being able to see that we are all human. We are all coming from a place that where... Um, we've been socialized to believe that other people are less. And once you can recognize your own prejudice, and once I can, if I can help you see your own prejudice, and to not just to see that, but to see a different way of seeing and a different way of, of doing, and um, I think that that's the direction to go in. Which means that the overlapping shows the universal? Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay. Uh, Zineb, what's... What's your stance on this? I mean, oui? On pourrait avoir quelque suffixe, parce que la, la pensée de madame est très intéressante, elle est concrète, et je ne pense pas que tout le monde puisse accéder à la richesse de sa réponse. Donc si quelqu'un pouvait, si je vois très bien, quel, quel quelqu'un pouvait... Oui, euh, on n'écoutait pas, pas pour traduire, on aurait pu effectivement, mais... Et que, et que la vérité est relative, chacun a sa vérité, mais même pour accéder à une vérité universelle qui dit notre humanité, il y a euh, 
une distorsion qui se fait par, par le travail artistique. Euh, bah, disons que je pense qu'il y a plusieurs, euh, plusieurs niveaux. Le premier, c'est que, enfin, euh, en tant que peut-être preneur de parole et euh, donneur de forme, euh, que ce soit n'importe où euh, sur, sur la planète, c'est vraiment de se porter comme, euh, comme témoin. Après, c'est peut-être ça part d'un ça part d'un égoïsme dans le sens où on a envie de comprendre, on a envie de, de savoir ce qui se passe, pourquoi on est comme ça, et peut-être que la, la générosité vient de enfin euh, de donner une forme à ce questionnement. Et je pense que le As, uh, ah, oui. <laughs> um, maybe from the position of somebody who has a platform, somebody who can speak. Uh, in some kind of a public way and somebody who gives shape as an artist the 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 maybe this comes from a kind of egoistical um, uh, point of departure that is to say the desire to understand for oneself and then there is a generosity maybe in uh, in this giving shape to to the understanding um. Ouais, quand je m'arrête, je perds le fil, je suis désolée, mais euh, 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 pour revenir au, au point de départ, pourquoi est-ce qu'on fait, on fait ça euh, Vraiment, ça, le point de départ, c'est cette prise de conscience qu'on manque d'images de nous, euh, par nous, et euh, sur nous, mais aussi sur les autres. So the point of departure is really the fact that we lack images. Images of ourselves, images by ourselves, of ourselves, and imaging images by ourselves of others as well. Et peut-être que... que euh, L'urgence, c'est peut-être de, de vraiment de faire. Et peut-être même si ce n'est pas le moment, en tout cas, ça reste un témoignage pour, pour après. So the, there is a kind of an urgency of of making, of making, and even if it's not for now, it will be something that remains for for after, and that's where the testimony kind of I point. Th I think that, that that's also um, makes me think of uh, Ramon Grofugel's notion of epistemicide, and this question that actually time is ripe now for artists from the South to reinvent their own legacy through their imagination. A subjective, that's where the subjective testimony is crucial uh, at this time. The, the, uh, am, I, am I right? Et peut-être, là, euh, je cite, enfin, je ne sais plus qui a dit ça, mais euh, euh, une société qui a plus d'images est euh, vouée à, à disparaître. Et peut-être c'est là l'urgence. Une 
uh, images, and, and uh, either being day-to-day -day images or virtual images, and the fact that they are trying to fix what is evanescent, what is, uh, what is ephemeral, but try to fix it somewhere in order to have a trace uh, and a sign. So they are making signs, making forms, making shape of this. Good. Uh, well, I think the floor is yours, and you have any questions? We still have 15 minutes, something like that. So mm -hmm. we'll take your questions first, and then go back to our artists to, to respond. Hello. I'd like to ask you both, um, did you feel the need to leave your own countries to find your own creative, artistic voice? Uh, was it necessary to detach and open a new leaf? So we'll take we'll take a few questions and then and then answer. Any other questions? Any more questions? Otherwise, yes. One here at the front. Thank you. Um, in moving forward and progressing forward, how important is elements of the traditional to your practice? I mean, I'm thinking more specifically dance, and I know a couple of younger dance theatre groups in Ghana who are really passionate about keeping the traditional alive. Third question, maybe? Any more questions? Yes. Oh. Of adding on to what she just said, I wondered if things were changing in Ghana. If you were getting more support and not an outsider anymore, if you're being embraced by the theatre, national theatre uh, company now, or a little bit of an inroad and maybe some funding, and how is it working? Do you ever find that your work knows things about the future before you know them yourself? <laughs> oh, that's a big question. Yeah, one, one more over there. Um, yeah, there are different uh, layers in society, and I wanted to ask you whether you got a reflection of how these different layers respond to your art. Okay, so maybe we start, maybe we, we start answering. Who would like to start? Zineb or Elizabeth? Go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, okay. um, I'm going to take the first two questions, the question about detaching and the one about tradition, because they kind of interlace for me, because um, I don't think there's any way I would have ended up doing what I do now if I had stayed in Ghana for my training, because um, at the time I was not aware of the KNUSTs, the school in Kamasa that's doing a lot of really interesting work with performance and visual arts. I would probably have gone to Legon and... Um, well, I might be doing something, but I, I, it'd probably be look very different because of there's an attachment to tradition and an inability to sort of transcend that or, or, or to move, to use it as a tool to make something new. And um, I get a lot of flack for saying this, but I say this all the time. When you watch these younger groups, a lot of the people who do the traditional, um, I wish one of my dancers was here, Jerry, they do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
and um, there's no problem with tradition. I am very interested in the work of Professor Niyati, who if you are familiar with Ghanaian uh, contemporary dance, he's considered the father of contemporary dance in Ghana, and he was doing this amazing project to codify uh, traditional dance steps, but when you watch his choreography, the vibrancy of it, you know, the the different interpretation of the same moves that we see over and over again, there's a lack of ability in our younger choreographers to kind of capture that. When you look at popular dance, like Azonto or um, Shoki or any of these like other dance, and you look at the movement and you can see though, and uh, if you looked at the video, where there's some of the hand movements and stuff are traced from traditional dance. I do that a lot, but I deconstruct but we get too attached. This is my argument with a lot of people. We need to teach people that it's okay to break formation. You see the same formation, the same drum patterns, and it's okay to, to respect that, but to move forward from that and to have those things exist at the same time because I believe strongly, I think my whole practice is based on the belief that you look back in order to move forward, but you can't just look back. <laughs> So I think, um, yeah, that's that's important for me. I, I think there is um, a question, I think, moving from reproduction to disruption is a point maybe which can help. And also, you know, Heidegger's uh, definition of modernity being reinvention of tradition. I mean, the question of that, you're not in a mimetic relationship with tradition, but you're more into a a reinvention and uh, an innovative way in reinterpreting tradition. Zinab. Uh, bon, je me souviens de la première question, mais uh, j'espère que uh, les suivantes vont revenir. Enfin, um, peut-être que je la poserai uh, autrement. Uh, une fois que on est parti pour faire nos études, uh, pourquoi est-ce qu'on revient? Euh, et enfin, euh, je vais euh, le rabâcher. Et euh, je pense que vraiment, si on, on revient, c'est parce que on se rend compte que c'est euh, là qu'il faut faire des choses pour ici et aussi pour pour là-bas. Dans le sens où euh, si on ne se si on ne se connaît pas déjà nous un peu mieux. Comment est-ce que les autres peuvent euh, nous connaître Et euh, oui. So I remember the first question, so I'll answer that one. Um, and I would phrase it differently. That is, uh, once you are uh, abroad studying, why do you come back? And um, you come back uh, in in order to know yourself, uh, or is that what you said? To know, no, tu as dit autre chose. J'ai dit que euh, parce qu'on se rend compte de ce, cette méconnaissance oui, dans les dans les deux sens. So you, once you're there, you you kind of realize uh, how much, um, uh, how little, how. You, you realize the distorted image of you that they have, but you also realize that you don't really know yourself. And so you feel the need to come back to try and work on that context and get to a better knowledge and a, and a less distorted image of yourself. Because if you don't know yourself better, how can you expect others to do that?
Oui, les autres sont pas revenus. Uh, but there was there was a question here about whether your your work is saying something about the future before you think yourself about what it could be. I mean, what's your answer about this? I mean, are you sometimes surprised by what you're yourself doing in your work on relationship with maybe with change or not in your societies? Yeah, um, again with the format, I was, I think I'm very interested to see um, after five years of a car theater workshop and seven years of um, just working in Ghana, um, how, <clears throat> how when you introduce different ways of working to people, how they then take that and run with it. Um, and the challenges that then brings to you as as a creator, somebody who who might have suggested something that you, you know, on an intellectual level you believe very heavily, and then um, all of a sudden it grows into a completely different animal. Um, especially, uh, I'll give the example of a bunch of young guys. There, um, my first intern, he um, started his own theater company. It was a stand-up comedy kind of group, and I gave them an early piece of mine, which was called um, The Bastards of Misrepresentation. It had all these quotes from Shoyinka and all these thinkers, and they kind of just went off with it, and um, sort of neo-Marxist sort of ideology and coming back. And I, um, I think it's really incredible when you give people tools. Um, what happens and how how that how that can cycle back and cycle into something greater? Because now I can I can study them. They were coming to me for um, advice, and I mean they're young guys. They're like 20 years old now, um, and so that's I think something that's really incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just uh, just one one expression: strength of weak ties. I think that's. That's something that we we have with all these connectors. When you are working in connection, you don't um, you don't master necessarily what you're doing at the moment, but you but you feel that these weak ties are producing strength sometimes somewhere and and rebounding. Yeah. Uh, Peut-être que le, le fait, par exemple, les, les, les premières euh, cartographies, les premiers dessins de ville, je disais que, enfin, que je les faisais euh, sans avoir l'intention de, de les montrer. Et pareil pour les premières planches de, de la bande dessinée, du roman graphique, enfin, c'était presque un, un journal intime. Et en fait, c'est une fois que, que tu les montres, que tu te rends compte que en fait, c'est enfin, des questions qu'on se pose tous. Et du coup, c'est peut-être là le fait où... où euh, bon, J'essaye de, de rentrer dans la, dans la question, mais c'est qu'on fait des choses sans forcément euh, se rendre compte que dans le futur, eh ben, en fait, euh, on en a besoin. So, to, to speak about the, the first drawings of, of cities, the first cartographies I was making, I made them without the intention of showing them to anyone. And this, in the same thing with the first, um, uh, the first uh, pages of the graphic novel, they were a kind of uh, diary, personal diary. So it's, in a way, it's 
once you start showing your work, once you start sharing your work, that you um, and and it it gets a certain kind of response that you realize the necessity of the necessity there was in making it for the in the in the first place. S'il vous plaît, quand on est parti, je vais essayer d'être rapide pour euh, ne pas allonger le temps de questions, mais et donc être forcément schématique, alors que justement ma question voudrait ne pas l'être. C'est quand on quitte ici euh, l'Afrique en, en règle générale et qu'on se retrouve euh, en Europe et qu'on a euh, droit à un enseignement qu'on appelle cartésien, c'est-à-dire que j'appellerais binaire. C'est oui, c'est non, ça ne veut pas être autre chose. Et quand on revient dans un, dans un environnement où il n'y a pas une seule façon de penser, où il n'y a pas une seule langue, où il n'y a pas une seule religion, où il n'y a pas une seule conception de l'univers, comment fait-on pour ne pas assécher sa propre imagination et se réapproprier toute cette vie extrêmement riche et pouvoir ensuite la restituer pour justement, moi je souscris à votre propos, euh, faire en sorte que l'autre sorte de son schématisme et comprenne qui nous sommes, quand je dis nous c'est parce que je suis d'ici, mais comment on fait pour ne pas se laisser, laisser sa pensée s'appauvrir au contact d'un cartésianisme assez desséchant. Should I sum up the question? The, the, the question about you know, going to study uh, in Europe within an educational system that was described as Cartesian or binary, yes or no, how, when you come back, or how in that context do you uh, manage to not let your imagination run dry and how do you kind of reconnect with the richness of a more multiple universe Bon, déjà, c'est même bien avant d'aller en France, parce que, par exemple, moi, j'ai fait le lycée Descartes de Rabat. Donc là, c'est <rire> produit certifié cartésien. Euh, donc, euh, euh, bah, enfin, là, on est dans le vif du, du sujet, dans le sens où euh, la manière de, 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 de penser, de... De, de réfléchir, de, bien sûr qu'elle est empreinte de, de notre éducation francophone. Et euh, d'ailleurs, euh, toujours en parlant du vif du sujet qui est euh, quand même la représentation de soi et la décolonisation, euh, le rôle euh, de la francophonie est très présent. Donc forcément, on est très empreint de, de cette... Euh, culture francophone. Après, justement, le, le, le rôle, en tout cas, que moi, je pense, pas le rôle, mais la, 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 la nécessité, c'est justement de créer un, un, un nouveau langage. Et euh, le nouveau langage qui, pour ma part, j'essaye de, de créer, c'est en... Enfin, la bande dessinée, moi, j'ai jamais appris à faire ça. Enfin, je sais dessiner, je sais euh, écrire. Et du coup, j'essaye de mélanger les deux pour créer un, un nouveau langage. Donc peut-être que pour éviter cet assèchement et puis cette euh, comment, schématis, schématisation, schématisation bah, c'est d'essayer de créer un nouveau langage. To answer your question, the, the 
it all started much way before going to France because I went to school in the in the Descartes High School in Rabat, so Cartesianism was ingrained from the very beginning. Um, but maybe the way to avoid uh, kind of being stuck in that is to try and invent new languages. And in my case, the new language is uh, the, this graphic novel. It's not something I ever, ever learned in school or ever learned to do. That was very much part of my education. But I know how to draw and I can write. And maybe in, in bringing together those two tools, I can create a new language for saying what I need to say. Yeah, I have the same thing. I went to a private high school, the um, very Western influenced, and you talk about um, the same thing, decolonization. We have not decolonized our education systems, and so you are pushed. I was a good student. I was I did science uh, at the high school level, and was pushed to apply outside the country. And I also knew that that was the only way that my parents would allow me to study just theater. Um, so I, um, I went and I think that that idea of that realization, I had this, a similar thing that all of a sudden you realize that you're black. Um, when I went to the US, I've never thought of myself as black before. Um, I'd never even thought of myself as African before. I'm maybe on the most fancy, that's my, um, my ethnic group in Ghana. And um, then you come from that kind of highly racialized setting, that kind of highly everyone wants to label you, put you in a little box, I know exactly who you are, I know exactly what you're doing, um, quantifiable. Um, then you're re-exposed into your home country and you've got this whole um, thing. And I, I have a, a, my skin, I don't look Ghanaian, I don't look like a typical Ghanaian, I maybe look more East African to some people. And um, that added sort of, now I have this accent, I have, you know, I have this, forehead that looks Ethiopian or whatever, and then I'm making all these strange things and performing on the street. Um, for me, how I deal with that is that, that I try to amalgamate things. I make uh, aggregations of things I have. My time in the US has touched me. My grandfather's actually um, part Native American and um, part African American. My grandmother traveled a lot. My mother spent most of her childhood in Czechoslovakia. So my, my again, going back to that idea of fragmentation in terms of your inspiration and your um, sort of upbringing, I, I try to pull all of that into, into my work and my making and I try to connect that back to uh, whatever context I'm in. And that means, you know, even just taking in my city and sitting outside with people and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, just uh, to conclude, and uh, I think that was so rich, um, I, I think about this, um, this uh, phrase by, um, by uh, um, Al-Jahid, uh, who was saying, Maybe tell them who Jahid is, yeah. so they can go study <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> An Arab, uh, Arab uh, man of letters. Nine, uh, ninth century Basra. Ninth century Basra. Uh, saying which means estrange yourself, you renew yourself. Um, estrange yourself, you renew yourself. I think the, the trap is to think that decolonization is returning to the place and sticking to the place. That's a big trap. Re, the renewal comes from the, from the fact that we're moving back and forth. 
that we're going and coming back, that we're circulating. It's circulation that is allowing renewal. It is this metissage, uh, the, 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 this mixture. The mixture comes from the fact that we learned the grammar, the grammar we learned, the grammar which means the codes, the codes we learned, we're able to deconstruct them, to criticize them and then create our new language. Creating our own new language comes first from learning the grammar of the language in order to, to do disruption, to do overlapping, to do all these things. I think that we are faced with the, a generation of artists who managed to, do, to have this capacity to travel, to renew themselves, to get the grammar of the world and to create their own grammar in order to talk to the world. And thank you. Thank you, everyone. We resume in about 20 minutes.